grace and peace be with you from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I have to admit that the sermon that I'm about to preach is not quite the one that I had originally planned, the not the one I had outlined, the one that I had worked on. And I was, I was putting the finishing touches on everything on Thursday, and I heard all the voices of things that were going on and all the world things that were happening. I have to admit that I changed. I felt a little overwhelmed. All the things going on in the world news. Biden, love him or hate him, had said this was going to happen. We were told by others as they put up maps and charts on the television that this was going to happen. And then when it did happen, even with all that warning, I found myself a little overwhelmed by it all. Maybe you're the same way. Or maybe not. Maybe you're, you're the kind of person that doesn't really pay attention to the news. It's just going to change tomorrow. Maybe it's hard to think about and be anxious about something that's happening worlds away, thousands of miles away, out of reach. Maybe you're just too young. You know, you'll watch and pay attention to the news in a few years, but not right now. But if you're anything like me, and it was Thursday, and you were seeing all the things going on in the news, you were listening to it all, the radio announcers, the friends down at the coffee shop, everybody was talking about it, Russia invading Ukraine. And it can be hard to pick through all the voices at a time like that, at a moment like that, with all the things going on. It can be so challenging to know what to know what to feel, and to know how to express it all. There are those moments, though, when I truly believe that the hand of God is fully at work. For the text that I was reading, the text that I was preparing for today, the, the gospel lesson of the transfiguration was so perfect for a moment like this that I found myself compelled, so compelled to change everything and to focus instead on a certain aspect of the gospel lesson. The text is pretty straightforward. James, John, Peter, they're going up a mountain. They're going up a mountain with Jesus to pray. It's something that Jesus specifically did. He oftentimes separated himself, goes to a desolate place, so that he can pray. And the disciples are with him. And as the disciples are there, and as they are kind of in the midst of their prayer, Jesus changes. The literal word there is transmorph, but transfigure seems a little better, I guess, or maybe it doesn't. Transmorph, transfigure. He changes. He changes. His clothes change to dazzling white. His, his skin his face shines. Now realize when I say that, I'm not saying that it reflected off of the sun. I'm not saying that he was reflecting the moon. Or, and, and we didn't have flashlights back then. No. His skin, his face was the light source. It was shining. Right before the eyes of the disciples. And two people were there with Christ. There was Moses and there was Elijah. Elijah, the prophet's prophet. 
and then Moses. The one who wrote the first five books of our Old Testament, the Torah, the Pentateuch, he wrote it. He wrote those books and led the Israelites out of Egypt. Moses and Elijah stood there with Jesus. And we don't really hear a whole lot about what they say to Jesus, but we know they're talking about his departure. And as the disciples, Peter, James, and John, as they kind of wake up and see what's going on and see all the things that are, that are taking place, and in that moment, we really do, we hear two voices. We hear two voices. The first one is Peter. Peter, who sees what's going on, sees the situation, but yet misunderstands, who doesn't quite get it yet, says, let's make a tent. Let's make a booth. Let's stay here a while. This is good. We got Moses. We got Elijah. We have you in your glory. Let's stay here. This is a good place to be. But then we have another voice. A cloud envelops them. A cloud envelops them on the mountain. Much like Moses on the Mount Sinai talking to God in a cloud. Much like Elijah standing in the Mount of God and he hears a still small voice. God envelops the mountain. But he doesn't give them new commands. He doesn't give them a new set of rules to think about. He doesn't even give them a bunch of good advice. He says but one thing. Jesus, this is my son, the chosen one. Listen to him. Listen to him. That's what God says. This is my son, and listen to him. Now, once the cloud departs, it's true. I'm sure the disciples are a little afraid. I mean, when a cloud envelops a mountain and God speaks out of the cloud, you would probably be a little afraid as well. But it's more than that. It's more than just they're a little afraid. It's more than just they're a lot afraid. They are silent. They are quiet. Because how do you listen to Jesus if you're too busy talking? You cannot listen to Jesus if you're the one who does all the talking. And so the disciples, James, John, Peter, stand there in silence, ready to listen to their Lord, ready to listen to Jesus. And this is something that's very important for us today. We have a lot of voices. We hear a lot of people talking. We have a lot of things being said, and a lot of them are wise things, but we need to make sure that we listen to Jesus. We go to our Lord in prayer, and we pray to our Lord, and we tell Him all the things that are going on in our life, and then we wait, and we listen. We read God's holy word, and we see, we read on the page the very voice of our Savior calling to us, talking to us, and we listen to our Savior. We pray that our Lord would be present in the here and now. We pray for presence. We do. But how often have we prayed for presence and then walked away when our Lord and Savior was there? How often have we read those words on the page and then ignored what they had to say? 
I once talked to a, a man whenever I was in college, and uh, you know, a classmate of mine, I guess you'd say. And I remember him talking about how, how he'd never go to church on a communion Sunday. Now, this is a college kid. He would say, I have stuff to do. He had things to do, things to accomplish. And a non-communion Sunday, well, those services didn't last that long. But if you had a communion service, sometimes that thing could drag on for 25, 30 minutes extra. And so he said, I never go to church on communion Sunday. And I remember thinking to myself, even back then, how sad that was. Here we are praying for the very presence of God. And when He arrives, and when He comes to give you His true presence... We talk about the length of service. We talk about inconvenience. How often have we failed? We pray for our Lord to speak. We pray for our Lord's presence. And our Lord comes to us. He comes to us. He comes to us in His Word. He comes to us in His true body and blood. And He gives to you such a great gift. A gift of forgiveness. You see, because we go to the table in repentance. We repent of our sins. And so often, that alone can change so many things. For if we fail to repent, if we fail to repent, it is all too easy to start pointing the finger at everybody else. It's easy to find reasons why it can't possibly be me to blame. It's easy to find reasons why it must be everybody else's fault. But when we truly reflect upon ourselves, when we truly see our own sin, our own failings, it's much harder. And so we repent of our sins. And we come to the table. And we realize that there... In the presence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we receive forgiveness. His true body and blood, we receive forgiveness. What a joyous thing. What a wonderful thing. How could we possibly be anything but happy and glad after receiving such a gift? There's still troubles in the world. There's going to be. We live in a sinful world. Ever since Adam and Eve ate of the fruit of the tree... Sin has been in our world. But this world isn't the point. The point is what's to come. The point is what's to come through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There is something better. And it's coming. But we need to listen to the voice of Jesus. We need to receive His promises. To receive Him. Through His true body and blood. Through repentance through prayer. So let us pray for presence. And let us rejoice at His coming. Let us rejoice in the great and wonderful gift that we receive so freely through Him. In Jesus' name, Amen. And now may the peace of Christ, which is all and keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.